Welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. Each week, your host, Trisha Stutzel, is highlighting people and organizations in our communities that are serving through volunteer work and giving back to make our community, country, and even the world a kinder place to live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. My name is Trisha Stetzel, owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions and founder of this podcast. I am very excited about the guest that I have on with me. But first, I have to tell you how I met him. Maha Pananjapali is a very good friend of mine and also in a network, which is how she met our guest today, which is through Business Network International or BNI. It is my pleasure to introduce Dave Palmer, who is the Director of Development for Speak Up for the Poor. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tricia. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. You and I had the opportunity to talk a little bit uh, last week and then even before the show about this program. So first, Dave, I would love for you to do an introduction of yourself and how you got engaged with this organization. Yeah, thank you, Tricia. So I've actually worked with nonprofit organizations for my entire adult career, which is 29 years now. And uh, maybe just a little personally about me, how I got involved in this line of work. So um, a lot of it has to do with my my father and the environment that I grew up in. My father's no longer living. He passed away six years ago. Uh, and he had his positive qualities, but he was also honestly a male chauvinist. He regarded himself to be superior to women simply because he was a man and uh, wielded it badly, treated my mom and my sisters and and other women poorly, and he would use his power to kind of push others down and maintain his place of supposed superiority. And I think for me, growing up in that environment and and seeing the way that he was hurting other people, making others unhappy, and was also unhappy himself, I I realized that I wanted to. A different life or a different legacy than that. I wanted to use the opportunities that I had to raise others up instead of pushing them down. And I just realized that that's a, a happier way to live and better for myself and others. And so that's that really led me into nonprofit work for my career, where you know my aspiration was to work in a field where, that in which I could focus on uh, empowerment work and raising up people who uh, who are, are marginalized. Yeah. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that story. Oftentimes we don't connect with that part of ourselves, right. And why we do the things that we do or, uh, why we engage in the things that we engage in. So let's talk then about speak up for the poor, uh, really wonderful organization, the way you described it to me. And since I spoke to you last week, I've actually talked to three other people about your organization, and they're so excited uh, about the work that Speak Up for the Poor is doing. So tell me more about that organization. Yeah. So in, in Speak Up, we work in the country of Bangladesh, which is, you know, one of the more impoverished countries of the world. One function of the poverty in Bangladesh is that Bangladesh has the highest rate of child marriage for girls under age 15 of any country in the world. So child marriage is a tremendous problem in Bangladesh, and it's very harmful to girls. It ends their education. It perpetuates female poverty. It 
perpetuates gender inequality. Uh, it results in higher rates of maternal mortality and infant mortality when these young girls become pregnant, higher rates of domestic violence. So there's just so many negative indicators for girls who experience child marriage. So we work in Bangladesh in that context uh, to prevent child marriages. And we have a girls education program, which is educating and empowering girls from impoverished backgrounds who otherwise would be at high risk of child marriage. Our program helps them instead to stay in school all the way through college graduation, get an education, become an educated professional, and it completely changes these girls and young women's lives. Yeah, absolutely. You gave me some numbers when we spoke last week about how many young ladies you've been able to help. Tell me more. Yeah. uh, So the program started 11 years ago with 20 girls, uh, and it's grown every year. So uh, we currently have 1,570 girls and young women enrolled in our program uh, from a variety of different grades. They, They enter our program typically around fifth or sixth grade which is around the age where, you know, they're, they're approaching puberty or entering puberty and their, their parents would start thinking about dropping them out of school and giving them in marriage. So that's the age at which we want to provide additional support for these girls to stay in school. And then, so, so today the women in our program range all the way through college and college graduates. We currently, of the 1,500 plus girls and young women in the program, 230 are currently in college or nursing school or other higher education. So none none of these young women would have been without the program. So it's making a tremendous difference. That's fantastic. I got goosebumps when you said that. I just, I, it's something very near and dear to my heart. I, I don't know that you and I talked about this, but when I started this path of coaching, I wasn't uh, marketing to other women. And what I found is that women are drawn to what I'm doing and I'm drawn to what they're doing. So I continue to work in that space with other women. And I think that's so important, especially for these young girls who may not have other opportunities if they weren't involved with the program. So thank you for being there and driving this program. Let's talk about how people can get involved, right? We're here to create awareness around your organization, but a lot of my listeners out there are looking for ways to give back. So how can people get involved with Speak Up? Yeah, so our work is in Bangladesh. It's on, you know, I'm in the United States, so that's the other side of the world for me. So uh, it's a little more difficult for people to be tangibly involved as volunteers from this side of the world. Uh, but we do have a sponsorship model in Speak Up where, uh, so, so the average cost for a girl uh, or young woman to participate in our program is $40 per month. That's how much it costs for her to, receive her school fees uh, and books and materials and uniform that allows her to stay in school in Bangladesh. And then we've also built uh, one-room schoolhouses in all of the villages and and urban communities where we work in Bangladesh. And in those uh, schoolhouses, the girls in the program can come after school and they can receive tutoring and mentoring and training from our staff every single day, which helps them to do really well in school and thrive in school and reach their full potential. So all of that, the the uh, the school fees, the tutoring after school, the trainings on life skills and professional skills, it averages $40 a month 
per girl in our program. It's it's a little less than that for the girls in elementary and middle school. And it's obviously more than that for the young women in college. But we have a sponsorship model. People can give $40 monthly, and that basically allows another girl to participate in the program uh, because now we have a, a sponsor covering her expenses. And anyone who would like to could contribute $40 monthly. And that can be, you know, for many, for many of our sponsors, that is kind of their way of contributing to a solution to the, the problems that face many girls and young women around the world. Um, and then a second, a second opportunity is, uh, you know, our, the young women in college through our program are increasing all the time, okay. which is wonderful. That's exactly what our program was designed to do. Uh, and the young women who are in college, you know, the expenses are a little more because many of them live in our dormitory in the city. It costs about a hundred to $120 per young woman in college. So some of our sponsors like to give a little additional and they like to help a young woman in college to become the first first young woman from her family and in some cases from her village to be able to attend college. Yeah, that is amazing. I'm assuming it's very easy to get uh, into being a sponsor uh, either for the girls that are in uh, the lower levels of education or the ones that are in college. Just go to your website, I assume. That's yeah. right. Yeah. If people go to speakupforthepoor.org, there's a donate button there. And clicking the donate button, there's an opportunity to sponsor a girl or to just people could also make a donation of any amount if they prefer to to do a one-time contribution. Okay, perfect. That's wonderful. So Dave, I want to circle back to the conversation that we were having about the name of the country beforehand. Oh. So I said, is it okay if I say Bangladesh? Because that's the way I've always said it. And I was kind of making fun of my Texas accent. And <laughs> you pointed out that it's actually Bangladesh is how it's properly, it's properly mm -hmm. uh, pronounced. And there's a reason why. So will you tell me that or tell that story again? I think our, our listeners would love to hear that. Sure, sure. So so uh, the people who live in the country of Bangladesh are the Bengali people and the the language they speak is Bengali. That's the word we use in English for it. But in their own language, in the Bengali language, uh, the the language is called Bangla. Uh, so that is the that's the Bangla word for Bengali. So and then the word Desh means country or land. So the word so that the country of Bangladesh is literally country or land of the Bangla people, the Bengali uh, and Bengali speaking people. Thank you for sharing that with me. And you said 90% of us Americans pronounce it incorrectly, right? Uh, and it's just accepted, I think, across the board. But I thought that that was a really cool anecdote uh, that we should share with the audience. So as we get into the back end of our conversation today, I would love for you to share a story about something great that has come mm. from Speak Up. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So. Uh... Let me just one example of a girl who participated in our program and had a really positive result from it. So, uh, and I'm going to use a pseudonym for this girl's name just to protect her identity and privacy. I'll call her Asha. But uh, Asha was a, a girl who joined our program when the, uh, the girls' education program that Speak Up runs first came to her village. She was uh, 13 years old. And she joined our program. She's only in the program for a brief time before her father came to her 
and told her that it was time to drop out of school because he had found a husband for her and she would be getting married in the coming week. She was 13 years old. And so in Bangladesh, there's nothing really uncommon or surprising about a 13-year-old girl being dropped out of school and given in marriage. That that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. But what is surprising and what was out of the ordinary was the way that Asha responded to her father. She insisted that she was not going to drop out of school. She was not going to get married at 13. She said, I'm going to be a teacher. Uh, And the reason why she had this dream and this vision for her life and really, you know, she was one of the first girls that we knew of who successfully resisted family pressure to do something that all girls from her village up to that point would have just been expected and assumed to do. And she could do that because our program had come to her village giving Asha and, you know, so many other dozens or hundreds of girls like her another option besides child marriage. So instead of becoming a child bride at 13 years old and no longer being in school and being another example of female poverty for the rest of her life, she graduated from high school and uh, was able to participate in our program Um into adulthood. So this is one example of the difference that our program makes. And you can multiply that story by 1,500 girls and young women who are participating in our program and, uh, you know, becoming the first from their families and communities to go on to higher education and have a much brighter future than they otherwise would have. Wow. What an amazing story, Dave, you're out changing the world. I just, I'm so blessed to have you on the show today to talk about this organization, Speak Up for the Poor. And you do uh, amazing work and your organization does amazing work. Um, as we, as we start to wrap up here, I would love for you to share contact information, ways, uh, and include the website again as well. By the way, listeners, as always, I will include this in the show notes so that you can grab those and, uh, go find more information on speak up very quickly. But Dave, for those who are just listening, if you'll share that contact information, that would be great. Sure. So our website is speakupforthepoor.org, and you can learn a lot more about Speak Up there. And if if you would like to become a sponsor or make a contribution, you can do that on the website. And then my contact, my name is Dave Palmer. So my contact is D Palmer, my first initial D and my last name Palmer at speakupforthepoor.org. So if anyone has questions or would like to even have a conversation and hear more about our work, I would love to hear from you uh, through my email address. Fantastic. Dave, uh, is Speak Up on social media? Can people find you on social media as well? Uh, We are, yes. Uh, Primarily on Facebook and on Instagram. So uh, on Facebook, our handle is facebook.com and then Girls Education Program. Uh, which is the name of the, the the program that we run in Bangladesh for girls. Uh, and then on Instagram, it's Instagram. And then the handle is speak up for the poor. So if people search for us, Facebook and Instagram, you can see lots of pictures and updates uh, about our work there. Yeah, fantastic. And by the way, I'm going to commit to this, Dave. Uh, you've got some slides that we're going to put on the YouTube podcast channel. So if you're just listening, I'm going to encourage 
all of you to pop over to the YouTube podcast channel so that you can see the videos as well uh, of Dave and I talking because we're going to insert some really cool pictures that Dave what uh, has sent over to me. So Dave, thank you so much again for being with me on the show. Thank you so much, Tricia. It was really a pleasure to be here. And that concludes this week's podcast, Serving the Community.